0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's
1: joy in every journey. Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. Uh, kind enough to join us from Minnesota. Do want to get to the Kings here uh, in just a minute. One more quick question on the San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, this offseason, what are we watching for?
2: See how much Nick Bosa gets Uh, in his his new contract a lot yeah I I have to think he's going to be getting 35 million dollars a year at least he'll probably non quarterback probably probably I mean he's probably going to win defensive player of the year um and so you know I think the 49ers understand that they have to allocate a certain amount of money um which will be important I think they had what 11 million projected in cap space going into this offseason before Nick Bosa's contract and you're probably going to have to rework some other deals to to make that fit. Um, and real, so, quick, real quick, though,
3: Chris, Bosa's contract is an extension, so he's yeah. got one year left on this deal, which won't right. really affect what they do in free agency for. Yeah, for
2: sure. the the cap space in Nick Bosa, in the first year of Nick Bosa's contract shouldn't really be impactful, but going forward beyond that, uh, mm-hmm. that'll certainly be worth monitoring. <laughs> um, you have to. You, you're looking at you know Emmanuel Mosley. Do, do you bring him back on a? on a prove-it deal after he tore his ACL in Carolina. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, obviously that's a pretty important position. And if he leaves, you know, I, I would think McGlinchey would probably get more from another team than the 49ers would be willing to pay. Um, so as Colton McKivitz you're starting right tackle. We know the 49ers don't have a ton of draft capital um, and not a ton of free agent dollars to potentially spend in that position. So you might be looking at a minimum contract type guy in Colton McKivitz getting elevated to that job, that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, Jimmy Ward, listening to him talk to reporters in Philadelphia after the game, did not sound like he's coming back. Um, and maybe that changes. You never say never. Um, but I think he was pretty disappointed overall to be moved from free safety um, and losing that starting job to Tayshawn Gibson. As good as Gibson was, you know, Ward had – Ward as a team captain mm-hmm. and had dealt with position switches throughout his career – Um, dealt with a ton of injuries and um, you know maybe didn't didn't love the fact that over his time with the 49ers had to go through so many position switches and um, coaching staff changes and all of that and and so I think he was he was pretty turned off that in a contract year he was moved he as a team captain he lost his starting role at free safety because of an injury and then ended up coming back and playing nickel and played it at a pretty high level Mm -hmm. but I would imagine that you know the he, he would want a uh, he would want to be a starting free safety again. I'm, he's made that pretty abundantly clear that he wants that, that's his favorite position. So um, he his free agency will certainly be worth monitoring. And the 49ers just need to make upgrades elsewhere throughout the roster. I know, you know, Javon Kinlaw was just not oh, very good um, at all on Sunday oh. in Philadelphia. He was a guy, you know, the 49ers brought in to be a physical presence, particularly against the run. Um, and then potentially add something in the pass rush and the Eagles just ran right at him and moved right off the moved him right off the spot with double teams with, without really any issue. And there were some, I know, there's some highlights circulating on social media today, but it was even apparent during the game um, that, that they were just focusing on running right at Kinlaw. I don't know if that's a function of missing most of the season with the knee or if the knee still bothering him or if he's not super confident in the knee, but, that situation needs to improve because the 49ers defense is not going to be at the level it needs to for them to win a championship if they're going to have a hole in the middle of the defensive line against the run. Um, so that the Kinlaw thing will be worth monitoring. Um, Aziz Alshire is a free agent. I don't want to go down all the lists with, with free agent guys, but I think that's where we're at now. Is that you know, there are a number of notable guys, particularly starters at pretty key positions like Jimmy Ward, like Mike McGlinchey, who could potentially be on the move and and leave sizable voids if they do end up leaving?
3: Real real quick, um, Chris, just wanted to ask you on on the 49ers. this year. I mean, the difference between having that game in Philly, and and having it in uh, Levi Stadium, was were losses to the Broncos and the Bears. I mean, that's that's <laughs> and pretty. And the Falcons. Uh, yeah, and the Falcons. At least it felt like the Falcons game. Like man, Falcons just played. They played a great game. Uh, Mariota played a perfect game. Damn near the Bears and the Broncos game. Those were yeah. unexcusable. What, what do you What do you think? Is can they start any hotter? Like I, I was thinking about it last night. But like, what do you do to to try and get that NFC Championship game? at home. They've, at, Levi's has turned into a bit of a home field advantage. It's rocking in there. They play well in there in the last few years. How do you get that game at home? Is it simple as start earlier or is that going to wind, you know, kind of wear them out for later in the year? Like, what do you do? Is that the mission for this team next year? Get the NFC championship game at Levi's.
2: Yeah, I, I would think so. Look, like Kyle Shanahan doesn't love giving guys a ton of work in, in, and training camp or the preseason, right? Like Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Debo Samuel all did very little in training camp this year. And that's not to say that that's the reason why they lost, but it might be, um, you know, that it, Kyle Shanahan is generally very focused on playing your best football late in the season. And I think we've seen that from him, even going back to 2017, like the 49ers offense with Jimmy Garoppolo, when he, when he became the starter, um back in 2017 they were just playing their best football right mm-hmm. uh 2018 kind of a wash but 2019 obviously they're playing solid throughout the year i would say you know and then 2021 they last year they had a bunch of games that they should have won whether it was the colts game or gosh so far so far ago but i there they were three and five at one point yeah. um and then fought their way back fought fought to just to get into the playoffs as a wildcard team and had to scratch tooth and nail um yeah i mean george kittle was hurt you remember the first couple games of this season i think that was certainly part of it trey lance getting his first his first real action as this as the solidified starter was certainly part of it jimmy garoppolo having to come in against a denver team that at that point still had a really good defense and was kind of a tough tougher out early in the season but I just think, you know, Kyle Shanahan might be might have to give guys like Trent Williams and Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel just more work in training camp in the preseason just because you do want to avoid having some of those losses. You don't really want to ease into the season to where you have a couple losses in September, early October that ultimately impact the way the standings go throughout the rest of the season. I think, you know, the 49ers were certainly good enough to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and I, I do think, you know, this will be one of the biggest what ifs in recent memory, but if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in that game with the way the defense looked like it was playing in the first half before the quarterback stuff really went haywire with the way they're moving the ball, I know it was just a handful of plays on the first possession of the game, but I do think the 49ers had a really good chance to win that game had Brock Purdy been healthy. Um, but yeah, if that game's at home, maybe it goes completely differently, right? Like maybe, um, maybe the, the, pass rush from philadelphia isn't able to fire off the ball as quickly um you know so there were maybe the there are better replays uh on Devontae smith's catch right the the niners talk a lot about how their in-house crew is really good um at showing replays from various angles on the big board that leads to kyle shanahan challenging plays a lot of the time um those replays weren't there when the eagles hurried to the line of scrimmage after that fourth down play on sunday so yeah, uh, they, they, there has to be maybe more of an intensity in the in the preseason and training camp and early on in the season than they've had because Kyle Shanahan, the last two years, it's been a thing. They've started off slowly and and gone better as the season's gone, but those losses uh, early on in the season have come back to bite them.
1: There's a lot more we could talk about with the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> including if you have D'Amico Ryan's number, just shoot him a text and said, don't do it. Don't take that Texan's job. <laughs> Uh, Chris is in Minnesota right now covering the Sacramento Kings uh, for the Sacramento Bee, and you got a chance to sit down with De'Aaron Fox uh, this weekend. De'Aaron's always an interesting dude to, like, read like when, when, when people write about him. What was your experience? Uh, any takeaways from your conversation with De'Aaron? Anything that really stands out?
2: I asked him if if he had any contacts or any discussion with Vivek about Monty McNair's extension, and he just flat-out said no, which— you know was interesting, I think. De'Aaron's generally pretty honest, he's mm-hmm. not much of a boilerplate answer guy. If there's something on his mind, he will certainly be truthful about it. But, um, look, the big takeaway for me is like De'Aaron Fox, Monty McNair, and Mike Brown are all contractually locked in together, their contracts all end the same year, 2026, 20, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know, that's that's really his his whole thing with, with with McNair's extension was just about organizational continuity, right? And and you guys know as well as anybody, like the Kings have not have not had a whole lot of continuity and security through for their their main pillars of their organization in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with what McNair's done, uh, you know, over the last calendar year, getting Demontis Sabonis, getting Kevin Herder, um, you know, I, I think. Drafting Keegan Murray, certainly getting Malik Monk in like there have been a lot of moves that have made a lot of sense and and turn the Kings from a dysfunctional franchise to an organization with a very clear path. Um, so I think ultimately that's what Fox appreciates now that McNair is signed for the long haul and it. And it ends. I think the timing is good. I mean, it, it probably should have happened before the season, but I, I think the timing is good from the standpoint of the trade deadline, because now they can make moves. McNair can make moves without wondering is you know if if this work works or doesn't work am I gonna get fired you know or if there's an injury am I gonna lose my job because we don't end up making the playoffs has has been their stated goal right like so they have security McNair can operate at the trade deadline with a long-term viewpoint as opposed to like man I really got to nail this trade or else my job's in jeopardy so um, I just think overall for De'Aaron like He's been he's been really happy with the way things have been going, obviously. Um he enjoys the continuity that that the Kings have had, probably more so than any other time in his time here. Um, and that to me is is really what stands out. And now they can, you know, I think they just need to that one of the things is like they can just focus on basketball, right? There isn't all this roster turmoil, um, you know, worrying about what's happening behind closed doors and behind the scenes in the organization. There's an element of like, all right. Monty and, and Wes are there. Um, they're going to be there for a while. Mike Brown's going to be there for a while. Everybody's in lockstep. You're not going to have to worry about a, you know, a coach working for a GM who didn't hire him or a GM coming in and wanting to fire a coach and bring in his own guy. Like, at least for the foreseeable future, it's all, um, all going to be – or they, they're hoping it's all going to be a happy marriage. And so I think that's what Fox was happy about, seeing that McNair finally got his extension.
3: For the immediate uh, future, as in this evening, you saw mm-hmm. him on Saturday. What do you think about the Kings going into this game uh, tonight against the Timberwolves?
2: Yeah, they, Mike Brown talked a lot about defense, obviously, and just you know, the, allowing Anthony Edwards to kind of ease into a lot of those three-point shots was what he deemed most unacceptable. Like he would rather have Edwards forced to make a move and drive to the lane. And a lot, you know, have a Kings defender play to their help on the inside and maybe force him to spray to another shooter, um, then just ease into those three-point shots that, that he likes to get, right? Um, they Mike Brown wasn't happy at all with D'Angelo Russell just kind of being just, just easily getting to wherever he wanted on the floor in the first half when he had 23 points um, on eight of eight shootings, seven of seven from the floor. Uh, so that was obviously problematic. And and offensively, there just wasn't enough movement. I think, you know, they, they missed a lot of open shots. And certainly had they missed some of those shots or made some of those shots, the outcome could have been different. Mm-hmm. But they still there are still things they can control on that end. Like, you know, I know they weren't happy with with the cutting off the ball that they had in that game. Um, even when there was, when they had those open looks, say when they have three guys out to a side of the floor in a pick and roll or dribble handoff action going the other way, um, there just needs to be more movement on the weak side. And that, you know, that can collapse the defense that can create more open looks, um, which is what the Kings need. And, and look when, you know, frankly, when Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray and, uh, and Kevin Herter combined to go eight of 27 from the floor, the Kings are going to have a hard time winning games. So, they know that they're going to be those tough shooting games when they're on the road. So they need to make up for it with their defense and with their movement on offense. And, and I would expect them to come out with a little bit more intensity on that end um, because they're not going to want to drop two in a row to Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, given that that's a Western Conference team that they should be better than, that they should um, obviously win games against because it matters in the standings quite a bit. So um, just more intensity defensively and, and more uh, more willingness to move off the ball on, on offense.
1: That's our man Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee live uh, from Minnesota. We'll talk more Kings basketball in that game tonight when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: Continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. I, I we were, I spent a large chunk of the weekend. It's a true story, and I'm not proud of it. Trying to figure out what Rihanna's first song was going to be at, at Super Bowl halftime, and it was mm-hmm. because I had a playlist on, mm-hmm. and I always like think, what would this look like? Like, what would this look like? And I I can't I I, th- I think it would be hot if you did it. What you thinking? She starts with her part from feel it coming in the air the mm. in, in, because it just has the mm. it just has the clap, right? And then yeah, 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 you don't yeah. you that's all you do though. That's yeah. all you do is you start with run this town, you do her part and run this town, and then you hit with something what you know, something from her catalog with a harder mm. with a harder. That's a good
3: sound. point. I like that. I like that. That's a good point. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. I was.
1: I think I planned her whole set list over the weekend. <laughs> you think?
3: Do you think Jay's going to be out there though? I mean, you could have Jay twice if you do that.
1: Talk that talking umbrella.
3: Uh, umbrella and run this town.
1: Oh, you do run this town too. Okay. I thought you just open with because you know I because yeah I mean I guess I just wouldn't bring Jay right out at the start.
4: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I'm going down here. Man, this is, man, this is gonna be a hell of a show. She, I, got, she got some things on there.
1: I I, I had an, I'm trying to remember what, what my what was my other song that I that it came on. I was like, oh, that's it. That 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 could if it's not run this town, it could be that. I think it was It's not Disturbia. What was it?
3: Is it is it my song? You you know my song. Only Girl
1: in the World. That's, that's my it. Song. Yeah, yeah. That's my song. Yeah, right there how does it how does it that? no that's not the one that's not the one no, i was thinking of song. oh no it, it, no it was or we found Yellow love yeah that's the one if it starts that's, like that's this right
2: there, oh God. if the super
1: bowl starts like that's that That's my song. yeah that right could
3: be there. the one yeah that could be the one yeah that's my song boy. Yeah. those two i can't those are my wait little, i can't uh, wait for that those are my two little what, what they call them edm those are my two little mm-hmm. EDM songs yeah. right there, boy. Yeah, she we found that. we
1: found love is oh, that's the jam right there. She got so many upbeat records too. That's that's gonna be on point. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. on point. She's gonna do her thing. Uh Sacramento Kings take on the Minnesota Timberwolves for the second time uh in a handful of nights uh tonight. Uh first game didn't go well. Hmm. Uh, offense was a little flat. De'Aaron, De'Aaron's a wild dude, man. You gotta <laughs> read his uh like, he, like, he's – and when I say – he's just really interesting. <laughs> he's – you can't tell him nothing mm-hmm. about his game. He, you know, to, talking about – he had, like, he fourth quarter Fox. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had, like, 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, what did he end with, 28? So, I think he had seven and three quarters and yeah. 21 in the final. Right. And his explanation was the shots weren't falling. Like he wasn't phased by it at all. He was just like, Yeah, I I was getting the same shots. Mm-hmm. They just didn't go in. You can't tell him, be more aggressive. No, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> like he he is so he's like so confident in his approach to basketball mm-hmm. that it comes across sometimes as what's the what is the word I'm it's just he's he's chill oh. on every response. Yeah. Like, you can't tell him something about his game is off or or he should have done this or he should have done that. He recognizes all of it mm. immediately. Yeah. Oh, why weren't you more aggressive? No, I, I, I was. The shot just didn't fall. They yeah. fell in the fourth. And then he got more aggressive in the fourth and the shot just kept falling. He was, try, he was trying to win that game for the Kings. Uh, but it was another kind of sluggish output for, for that Kings offense.
3: Do you agree with him that it was the same game because – I think he took shots, but I don't know if it was the same game. I felt it, like there was a level of aggression in that fourth quarter that he didn't have so uh, in the first three quarters.
1: I'll, I'll ask this more as a, 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 a poll question rather than a statement. When you watch De'Aaron Fox, do you feel like – okay, he took six shots, by the way, in the first half. <laughs> The whole first half, he was two for six. So let's settle down. Yeah, let's, let's chill with that. It wasn't, wasn't the same. Thing. But it wasn't do, the same thing, sir. No, it, it, it was not. Do we all know? Because I feel like I do. Do we all know when Fox is being aggressive? Like, can you see? Because it, 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 it happens very regularly in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You can see it happen sometimes in the first quarter. But to me, when when De'Aaron wants to be aggressive, when De'Aaron wants to score, you can see it. Mm -hmm. It's very, very recognizable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when he wants to be passive or get other people involved or facilitate or whatever, you can see that as well. His aggression on the offensive end is very noticeable to me. Yes. Be it the first quarter, the fourth quarter, or any other quarter. You can see – when he has it in his mind, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be aggressive on the offensive end, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start getting some points on the board for this team. He took 13 shots in the fourth quarter. Kenny he took six in the first half? So, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, so, did, Aaron, In fact, it wasn't the same. Yeah,
3: he took nine shots in the first three quarters. He had 24 on the night, 24 shot attempts on the night. He took nine in the first three quarter, 13 in the fourth. Hmm. No, it's it's not the same now. Look, I'm not here to to disparage him in any way. Like as long as it results in a win, it didn't on Saturday. But who cares? He played well. I shouldn't say who cares. But it, it, this isn't a, a conversation to be like the Aaron is is lying and he's not. It's not that. It's just <laughs> like, look, man, there is a fourth quarter Fox, and I think the questions of why consistently he isn't as aggressive during the game are valid. I think they're valid questions. Now, there could be a valid answer for that, a valid reason for that. There that's that's plausible as well. But there is a fourth quarter fox, not just with shots made and clutch points and all this other stuff, but the the volume of the attempts, the level of aggression like you just mentioned. You can I don't need the the numbers to tell me what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. He's attacking more aggressively he's coming off that screen looking shot hunting a lot more aggressively than he was in the first and second quarter and yeah I am just trying to figure out why that is that's kind of where we're at here when we see him play like why why is it like this like I said there could be a, a plausible very reasonable explanation for it but there is a difference A lot of the times.
1: I really do think De'Aaron has a unique personality when it comes to basketball. Mm. Um, He does not. I don't think he has an ego when it comes to this stuff. Not to say he doesn't want his points or all-star nods or recognition. He he doesn't. I, I feel like he doesn't. And maybe this is to a detriment sometimes. He doesn't let his ego get in the way of his approach to the game like what what do we he 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 was two of six were the first half numbers mm-hmm. a couple don't fall he's going to try to find someone who shot will rather than i'm a that's okay sixth and four, seventh is going to eighth is going to psh, fine the eleventh is going to he doesn't operate like that he's like all right let me see if I can get kevin going keegan going Domas, whatever, and then I don't know why that switch always seems to flip for him in the fourth quarter. Uh, I'll take it, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, sometimes you hope. It, it feels like they use that term: the ball has energy, right? I think that I think that's a Doug Christie term: the ball mm-hmm. has energy. Well, the ball has bad energy too, because mm-hmm. you can regularly see everyone in the Kings' uniform shooting poorly. And De'Aaron doesn't seem to be a, a, a guy, at least not in the first half, who's like, all right, everyone's missing. I'm just going to take over. I'm going to take over now. I'm not going to wait. He doesn't do that. It's
3: a gift and a curse. Sure. Because sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes if you're 2 or 6 and the team is down 7, yeah, I need you to get shot seven, eight, nine, and 10 up because you're our best offensive player at this particular time right like if somebody else is cooking cool but if you're the best option i need you to have that aggression and that's that's the the last component i think of fox's game that he's starting to figure out and he's got a master of it's cool that you're fourth quarter fox and we don't ever want that to go nowhere you're killing in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. it's okay to be first quarter fox sometimes too like, it's it's okay for that like it's it, it's not always best for the Sacramento Kings to for Fox to have four points after the first quarter on one of four from the field sometimes they need that hot start or in the second quarter closing out a a, a half getting getting after it, getting busy getting buckets getting to the line i think he's done a really good job of that this year much better than in past years but there's there's still elements of when you know he's just it's just a little a little passive to start the game and i like to see him start off just as aggressive as he does finishes sometimes really for me if you you know because we're having a conversation about it when when like me saying that that's nitpicky because in the grand scheme of things i couldn't be happier with how he's played this season mm-hmm. he's done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. but we're having a conversation and if there's one thing that i wish were a little different i'd i'd want more consistent aggression from De'Aaron Fox throughout throughout the game
1: and it's not even I wasn't even trying to call into a question his approach to the game yeah no that's not. I right think too. what's so fascinating about De'Aaron is his reaction to his game and it's mm-hmm. like you you go read his his Q&A with 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 Chris Biederman and he's like every answer is just this Matter of fact answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, and, and I think Chris Biederman nailed it. He doesn't talk in cliches. Like he's going to be pretty honest with Mm -hmm. you. Um, You know, they they talked a lot about Monty McNair and the extension. And, you know, Chris mentioned the the Vivek question, whether he was in contact with Vivek. And he didn't. No. (laughs) There wasn't like a follow up. There wasn't a no, I didn't need to be. I trusted. It It was no. (laughs) What's the next question? And then they went on to talk more about. Monty McNair and the synergy between the group and Mike Brown and his teammates and, and and you know, uh, this road trip and what the, what they need to do and how they need to get better. You know, De'Aaron talked about getting better de- defensively on this seven-game road trip. How on the road, you know, that ball may not fall the way that it does at the Golden 1 Center. And you're going to have to find ways to get an advantage on the defensive end. And, man, that's not something that happened on, on Saturday. Uh, they gave up high 52 percent from the field and 46 percent from three mm. that's not uh, this
3: then you got d'angelo russell out there who just who
1: just kills you like <laughs> De'Aaron is the De'Aaron, excuse me uh, d'angelo is the death of this franchise oh my
3: gosh they gotta the Kings gotta facilitate a trade to get d'angelo russell back into the eastern conference
1: i think i hate that dude <laughs> Like I think I legit hate D'Angelo Russell. I don't know why he does this to the Kings so regularly. <laughs> anyone who was anyone who watched that, who was he with Brooklyn at the time? Yeah. Who was he was yeah, it, it was Brooklyn?
3: Brooklyn? It was Brooklyn.
1: That yeah. ridiculous fourth quarter that he had that just snatched a victory away from Sacramento? Oof. Man. So let me let me ask you a question about these Kings
3: and the defense and all this other stuff. Because I'm with everybody. Like, you you've got to defend. You have to defend. Simple as that. I think you know. You mentioned where um, Mike Brown said the one thirties and everything was full gold, fools gold, and everything. They can't keep that up. Well, right I didn't now?
1: mention that on the show yet. It's in our notes, but thought you mentioned it on the show. No, I, guess is, I just read that in. The, in the that notes. is something that Mike Brown said. Um, I, I, is the, like, you, that like that one thirties fools? You you can't you you can't expect you know to keep winning games that way. You have to find a different way to win games. Boy, I, I, look, I'm just going to say this before you make your point. I wonder how many people thought of Dave Yeager in that mo- moment. You go back to that season, the 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 39-win the season that everybody remembers, that's – I don't want to say that's verbatim. It's not. But, man, that's pretty damn close to what Dave Yeager said that year. Like, we've got things to – this is good now. This isn't going to work all year. We, we've We've got to find a way to win games a different way. I think the difference is, my opinion. Mike believes his group can win games a different way. Mm-hmm. I, I think Dave Yeager knew that group couldn't.
3: Yeah, yeah. He that was a different type of fool's goal. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. Like they 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 don't have enough. Right. They don't have enough. Um, my question to that is, if you go down the, the schedule and. You know, look at the losses for the Kings. I just I just keep saying it. I You strive to be a better defensive team. You strive to be a better de- defensive team always. The losses are when they they can't score. And I know mm-hmm. the the objective is like um if you can't score, you've got to find a way to get stopped so you can win those games or whatever the case may be. But it's not like like, the, the game isn't when the Kings win 130 to 125 and the Kings win. And when they lose, it's 95 to 125. Like, they're not giving up the same amount of points when they lose these games. They lose these games when things slow down, they can't score, they can't find a way to get it done on the offensive end. And that's combined with not great defense. That's why you lose. And the, the the thought is always, man, we don't play no defense. Like we we can't win that way without playing defense. Yeah, not wrong, but don't lose focus on the fact that you can't win if you're not scoring. You've got to find a way to score. Whether that's getting out in the open court, which you need stops to do that, but getting good high percentage shots, knocking down shots. Sometimes you got to go into some of these games and say, man, you know what? We didn't. We didn't take care of business. We we didn't. Uh, we didn't play good defense. But man, we we didn't knock down shots. It's not Kings basketball. We got to hit our open shots. And I know that doesn't sound as. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like that yeah, doesn't sound you've as been,
1: politically correct as saying we no, got to play better defense. No, you've you been. You know what I mean?
3: But like, you got to knock that. You got to hit shots. That's how this team wins.
1: You've you've been consistent with this, but I think the, the frustrating. Aspect is, if if Jill Adge is listening, no one's asking you to be the Boston Celtics. Just Mm -hmm. be, like, slightly below average. Just get a – and we've seen this team make stops in key moments. Mm -hmm. Those moments have almost always been late in the game, right? Winning time. Like, those are the most – those are the easiest times to associate – big stops like it's it's more difficult to pinpoint a moment in the first quarter that you felt like really influenced the game or even the second quarter and sure they're out there but it's a lot easier to pinpoint something late in the third or somewhere in the fourth quarter you're you're you're, you're talking about the the key to this team's being successful the key to the Sacramento Kings being successful is scoring do you think those spurts of defense are legitimate like can they be that defensive team that we've seen sporadically more regularly um because I it, it,
3: not, not for a full game no no I'm not asking for a full game they can give
1: you a spurt but that every that game. that that yeah and that's kind of what they do and can you get like four of them can you shut the water off in the first quarter instead of waiting till the fourth to trying to can you can you calm D'Angelo Russell down in the first half of the game rather than trying to wait till the fourth quarter when it's a, a, a four point game and he's been tor- torching you for thirty one minutes? Mm. That that's that's like that's what I'm talking about. Those that and that's why I think Mike Brown's quote shouldn't be shouldn't mirror Dave Yeager's too much. Mm-hmm. Dave knew he absolutely knew that team could not defend, mm-hmm. and every win they got, they stole. I believe Mike Brown thinks that this team can defend.
3: Hmm.
1: On what level? I don't know. And it's so funny. Mike Brown's rap was that, man, It he's a good defensive mind, man, but he doesn't know offense from nothing. <laughs> and here we are. He's got a great staff with him for sure. Mm-hmm. But here we got one of the, 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 the highest scoring offense in the league and a team that can't defend where to damn. Yeah. And, you know, again, you know, players, this is not on you or coaches. This is not on you. I don't know who this falls on because we we see it. We just don't see it enough. And again, I'm not asking for them to be the Boston Celtics. I'm just asking them. Don't always wait till the fourth quarter before you show that 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 life of defense that you have. Yeah, I just don't think it's I don't think that's who this team is. Did their defense ramp up against Memphis in the 4th? Like what they mm-hmm. and this and this is and this is the other thing. And I I I I I know this has been addressed a million times. It does feel like their defensive energy picks up when the shot goes in.
3: Yep. Absolutely.
1: When I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not an NBA player. It's easier said than done, I guess sure seems like it would be helpful if the shot wasn't falling in if you wrapped in, ramped up your defensive energy. Well,
3: you know why that is, is you got a bunch of offensive players.
1: I saw – and I pointed out the Memphis game because De'Aaron was ripping the ball away from people in that game. Davion was ripping the, – they they were they, – they became – the Sacramento Kings morphed into the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> in that final quarter. Right. Well, you're capable. You're capable. You're not – the Bucks. The, you're not a top defensive team, but you're more capable than we're regularly seeing, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
3: They got they got a bunch of offensive players, and I don't I don't I don't, t- that I don't question a, that. I don't say that in a negative way, but when you're an offensive player and your game and the reason why you're in this league is predicated on the offensive end, that's what's going to get you. That's what's going to get you going. Like it's going. Uh-huh. Right? that's what's going to get you going. So, if you're knocking down shots, you're going to have extra bounce to your step on the defensive end. Whereas, in contrast, somebody like Davion is a defensive player, right? Mm -hmm. And regardless of what happens on the offensive end, the defense is going to be there. He's a defensive-minded player. Look at the the roster. There's no other player on that roster that you would consider a defensive-minded player. KZ Akpala, notwithstanding. Everybody else, their game – and whether I'm, I'm telling you a lot of the times that individual feels good about whether or not they had a good or, good game or not is what they do on the offensive end. Just go down go down the list of players. You got your starter, De'Aaron. De'Aaron's primarily a defensive player. Kevin Herter's squarely a de- uh, offensive player. Excuse me, I was meant to say De'Aaron's uh, offensive player. Kevin Herter's an offensive player. Keegan Murray right now is an offensive player. Harrison Barnes, I don't really know what Harrison is. I would lean more towards offense because he's not really a defensive guy anymore. Sabonis is an offensive player and a rebounder. Malik Monk's an offensive player. Trey Lowes is an offensive player. You got Davion. But, like, you go down that roster, there's only one person that can look at what they do on the offensive game and say, I had a good game tonight. I had a good game. That's Davion. Everybody else needs their offense to kind of get them going. So that's why when you see them hitting shots, they start getting up. And then they, it, I'm only speaking from experience. I'm not saying like I'm a great ball player. I was an offensive player. And when the shots were falling, I got bouncy on the defensive end, I got active on the defensive end. That's just the nature of the beast. And I think that's what this team is. Now, when they hit those shots, the, luckily for them, there's some really good offensive players. Mm-hmm. So if they're hitting their shots, there's a lot of times when they can get get hyped up on the defensive end. But at their core,
1: that's what those guys are right now. The Kings are three three and fifteen when they score a hundred and thirteen or less. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Like got to
3: score with this group man, got to hey, score.
1: I I'm I'm going to I'm going to look further into this. So 113. I want to see where that ranks in terms of the league average of points. We'll come back. We'll talk more Kings basketball. Uh James Ham coming up the final hour of the show as well. Uh phone lines are open for you 916-909-1320. Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. When KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
3: Oh, we are gonna find out full, exactly what I was about to say right now.
1: Full, 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 <laughs> Royal Rumble update uh, on the way here. By the way, shout out to Danny in San Francisco who's rolling over in his grave right now. Did you see they had the launch? They launched a wrestling podcast on I, his. I did. <laughs> oh, oh, how did he? Trying to get somebody to work? He he must have thrown something across his <laughs> office when that when when that signature came across. Uh, let's get our brother Big Al in here right quick. 916-909-1320. Big Al, what's happening, man?
2: I just want to get, especially KC, since he brought it up, I heard you when you first came on. Brother, I appreciate you being in the house of the Lord and worshiping and getting a, a – I know you were grieving. You were like Moses stuck out in the wilderness, <laughs> so I but that's a good attitude. I mean, that was a good attitude. Same way you know, I feel about my new you-know-who. So, I, I get you. I feel you on that. That's, that's right. Dude, let, me, let me throw this out. Now, I know you're going to slap me and throw me off and everything. But I say, I just heard on another station, do you think Shanahan – now, I, I'm not going to say I'm lucky any of that nonsense. But I say, but is he kind of semi-cursed with the three or four really bad games that he has coached, including the Atlanta thing? Do you think he could be cursed in his coaching?
1: How does that work? Does Papa Shango come down and like? How can someone tell me how a curse on Kyle Shanahan would work?
3: Oh, I thought Big Al was going to explain. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, no. Okay, no. Kyle Shanahan. Is,
1: Papa Shango came down and started like. Oh my
3: gosh! There's black gonna, tar coming out of the Kyle Shanahan's head. You no,
1: know? and then he's going to start vomiting like the Ultimate Warrior did. Then his feet are going to catch on fire like that poor jobber. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to travis kelsey who cut a rock promo uh on the podium and i'm confident jim nance had no clue what was going on <laughs> had no idea that he had just quoted the rock she <laughs> had no clue. no clue
3: no clue um oh no, man Kyle shenan is just is, is uh, he's, he's 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 fine he's fine
1: i i'm sorry did you see the Twitter speculation that Tony Romo almost went booker T on everybody yesterday? I, I saw something about that.
3: I didn't I don't know what
1: did you hear the part they're referencing? I don't know what word he was trying to I don't know what Tony was thinking in that exact moment. But he said, and then you got three, and whatever word was in his head in that moment started winning in. And he started and then he he went somewhere else. I don't know what he was thinking, but there was there was strong speculation that that, that Tony Romo almost went almost oh, went booker T on him. Man.
3: Now I've got to check that out. I'll have to check that
1: Well, if you wanna talk more about Kyle being cursed, I believe I can I can search on Twitter here and find our guy Tony.
2: Oh we got tagged in earlier too. Oh, did we? Yeah, by guy Jason.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I gotta, let me let me g- 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 give me oh well that's not it oh boy what's uh, happening here uh. i'm i'm trying to find i'm trying to find one where i know the sound quality will be good this 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 one's got a lot of views this this oh this one's oh that one's got way more views all right mm. let's see uh l- l- and and maybe we can all figure out what exactly uh tony Romo was trying to say here okay uh, as we go back to the a f c championship uh, last night, uh, Tony Romo, Jim Nance.
0: The tough yards, the finish on the play, right there. You got three. The, you talked about this is the best tackling team. They don't miss tackle. Here's the tough what? yards, the finish. So just what,
1: <laughs> what is Tony Romo trying to say here? Here's
0: the <laughs> tough yards, the finish on the play, right there. You got three.
1: The, you talked about this is the best tackling team. They don't miss tackle. The t- any? Are there any
2: guesses? Because It's the Bengals, so my thing was like maybe in that part of the field, like you know, they had the nickel side and stuff, where you have the DBs. Yeah, but look, that's that's backs, yeah, that's right? two linebackers and a D lineman, so I don't think that works either.
0: They don't miss tackle.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't know. Now, now. I don't, for the record, I do not believe that he would, he I, went Booker I, I, T I on absolutely,
3: him. I absolutely don't either. I, I don't either. But, I'll I, yeah, no, I'm going to just leave it alone. I'll tell you off the air. Because if you play that back one time, I mean, yeah, let me just leave it I, alone.
1: No, I got you. I'll, I'll run it back. I mean, just, okay, look at the people that are tackling here. No, I, I know. Yeah, so. the tough yards, the so finish that's of that's the play. Right there, you got well, wait a minute. Well, 55. 55. Run it back. <laughs> I was just saying.
0: That's, that's the the finish, and the play.
3: One, two, three. 55 is three, so you don't have three.
0: <laughs> it's the tough yards, the finish, and <laughs> the play. Right there, you got I'm three, not going you any further. We talked about this. Is the best tackle. <laughs> <laughs> team. They don't miss tackle. Man, this, it's the tough yards, <laughs> the finish, and the play. It's 57. Right there. You got three. We talked about this.
1: I just – I wish I knew what he was trying to say.
3: <laughs> I'm a, three I'm a nickelback say, I'm going to say nickelbacks, man. He's, he's talking about nickelbacks. Well, that,
2: that's yeah. the thing. Like, that wouldn't make sense because a DB plays on the nickel, right? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm yeah, like three. then that's two linebackers and I'm a, a D lineman. i will just make it make sense. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get Tony on the show.
1: Let's uh, check in with our man Kamara right here and see what he says about the situation. Oh! <laughs> Oh, that's a, That's <laughs> oh. That, This is a very visual bit, but it's a screenshot of Booker T right after. Look at uh, the way Sherry's looking at him too. <laughs> oh, Sherry loved it. <laughs> Sherry was like, "Oh. We never okay.
3: found, did we do. we talk about okay, Sherry with us what I don't she think us? she I don't
1: is. Think so I don't I don't As think I saw she her is later in life." I yeah, like, I I I, so. I I don't think I don't know, man, but that that like macho queen era. Mm. The and then the the, the sensational with, with with Sean with the original heartbreak kid
3: yeah
1: uh, I don't care what it was that had young dilo <laughs> that had that had young D'Lo tantalized <laughs> my Sherry, goodness Sherry actually Sherry, underrated
3: as a manager too
1: she's actually Sherry was it. fine man she like it was it's crazy she died really young yeah. like in that in that era of. Like heartbreak kid and Man, she's like thirty, like young thirties. Mm. Yeah, she's uh...
3: especially for her not to be a wrestler because you know we talk about that with the wrestlers all the time. Like they die young because of the things they put their bodies through and you know just the physical pounding that they take, the the drugs, all this other stuff. She wasn't a wrestler. Well, well she was. Like, well, like not. Yeah. When she got there.
1: Yeah, she... she, Yeah, but I I, I think she had some of the problems. Yeah, I think she she had some of the problems that were associated with uh, being on the road back then. Um, We had mentioned this stat. It's probably a bad one. I was just... We we were literally looking at this on the air as it pertains to the Sacramento Kings offense. But they're 3-15 and in games that they score 113 or less. Now, that 113 number... It ranks on the lower end of scoring averages in the NBA. Portland is around there. Toronto is around there. Dallas is actually at like one twelve. Surprisingly enough, Phoenix is down there uh, at one twelve. So it's not it's it's not necessarily a spectacular number. Mm. Uh, But Kenny doing on the spot math in his head means they're twenty four and six when they score (laughs) one hundred and fourteen. That is a crazy
3: stat both ways. That is crazy both ways, man.
1: And what was the other night? One ten? Yeah, it was one hundred and ten.
3: Yeah, one ten the other night. Ninety five. Uh, the game before that against Toronto.
1: And that's only the second game this year. I know we did this last week. I, we don't need to under do under hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah, a the the hell of
3: one. a conundrum to be in if I was um, Coach Brown, <laughs> you know, trying to coach these guys because what he's saying. Absolutely is not wrong. I mean, if you ever hear me saying like, "Ah, well," the the true strength is da-da-da, like, don't take that as me saying, Coach Brown saying they need to play better defense is wrong. He's a hundred percent right, and that's how you go about the game of basketball. But it's crazy because this team is at their absolute best when they're scoring at a super high volume, and sometimes when they're <clears> scoring <throat> at that high volume you just completely forget about the defensive end. Hmm. And is that is that championship basketball? No. Can that get you to the playoffs? Yes.
1: Is it third seed basketball?
3: It could be. It absolutely could be. Okay. So it's just, yeah, it's a heck of a conundrum. I like I would, if I was Coach Mike Brown, I'd still be doing what he's doing, you know, preaching, hey, we got to be a better defensive team have any emphasis beyond that but i'd also i'd also like uh i'd sneak in some some like um some some bars in there where it's like hey guys we got to be a better defense team we 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 gotta we gotta play better on the defensive end because you, you know our offense it? you know our offense gonna cook can't nobody score with you guys can't nobody score cast oh, them up yeah you, you can't it can't just be like I don't care about offense. It's folks old. You guys have to play defense. Like I don't think you can do that, especially when this is the best thing they do is play offense.
1: Yeah,
3: it's got to you got to sprinkle in a little. You got to gas them up a little bit because you need that offense to win games. Clearly, <laughs> clearly you have to score at a, That's high a
1: level. good strategy
3: at a high level though.
1: Well,
3: yeah, one thirteen ain't gonna get it done. You need them to be like. We're gonna get one twenty tonight and it's gonna be okay. Coach ain't gonna be mad at us.
1: Well, odds are you're gonna win if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh sneaky big game tonight. Yes. Yeah, it's an important game, man. I, I Saturday Minnesota's fifth right now, by the way. They're two games over five hundred. They've won really well. they won seven of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the Pelicans we 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 the the, the Kings got some help last night. Um Cavs ended the Clippers' five-game winning streak. Uh, Bucks beat the Pelicans. Pelicans, I think they're at eight losses in a row right now. Yeah,
3: it was a good night for the Kings last night. <laughs>
1: shoot, shoot, they almost got some help from Indiana. Yeah, until they didn't. Yeah, well, they were up uh, big against uh, the Grizzlies, and
3: Ja went for a triple double on them.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? We'll we'll get to that because we gotta
0: we gotta talk about that dude. Yeah.